Good morning, church. Praying all is well. I'm excited to give you a new word today. It's called, What is Your Heart Saying? And if you've been saying, hold up, Pastor Furman, where have y'all been? I haven't seen anything online. Well, there's a reason behind that. For the month of February, we've been having actually combined service in person. Uh, we've joined up with Premetta Lubbock and are having, uh, man, Sunday service at their building, 301 North Sherman Avenue, every Sunday for the month of February at 10.30 a.m. The service starts. 10 o'clock, the doors open, masks are required, but we want to invite you to come out. Um, like I was saying, uh, man, for the month of February, we're going to be doing there. Today's message is called, What is Your Heart Saying? Next week's message is called, Choose Your Words, and I'll be bringing the word just like I'm bringing it today. So come out and join us. But let's jump into today's message, okay? What is your heart saying? The world teaches us that we should follow our heart in all we do. And this will lead to a life of happiness. And I think we all are like, man, I want that, right? It sounds good. We all want happiness in our life. What the world doesn't mention, though, is a heart without God is a heart that isn't healthy. And a heart that isn't healthy is never going to be a heart that is happy. So pray we will get healthy today. So let me pray, and then we'll jump into today's uh, word and get started. So Father, I just, uh, man, just are so grateful for you, Lord, and Holy Spirit, we invite you right now to, man, just to open up our eyes and our ears and our hearts, Lord, um, so we can uh, be able to identify things in our life that maybe we overlook, maybe we've took for granted, maybe we've even been abusing. Uh, we pray that we would uh, leave here today with our hearts aligned with you because uh, we know that uh, chasing after things that are not of you is never going to bring fulfillment and happiness and you offer something that is eternal. And so, Lord, I just pray that we would find happiness in you. And through that, uh, man, we would be able to bring happiness in this world. So, Father, we just love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. What is your heart saying? We're in Matthew chapter 15, uh, verses 1 through 20. So there's kind of a lot that we're reading. Uh, but, you know, it's just like a summary sandwich. I want us to get the meat of it and not necessarily the whole thing right now. So let's start at verse 1. Some Pharisees and teachers of religious law now arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They asked him, Why do your disciples disobey old age tradition? For they ignore our tradition of ceremonial hand washing before they eat. Jesus replied, And why do you, by your traditions, violate the direct commandments of God? For instance, God says, Honor your father and mother, and anyone who speaks disrespectfully of the father and mother must be put to death. But you say it's all right for people to say to their parents, Sorry, I can't help you. For I vow to give God what I would have given you. In this way, you say they don't need to honor their parents. And so you cancel the word of God for the sake of your own tradition. You hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. For he wrote, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce. For they teach man-made ideas as the commands from God. Then Jesus called to the crowd, come and hear. Listen, he said, and try to understand. It's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. You are defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. Then the disciples came to him and asked, Do you realize you offended the Pharisees by what you just said? Jesus replied, Every plant not planted by my heavenly Father will be uprooted, so ignore them. They are blind guides, blind guides leading the blind, and if one blind person guides another, they will both fall into a ditch. Then Peter said to Jesus, Explain to us the parable that says people are defiled by what they eat. Don't you understand yet? Jesus says. Anything you eat passes through the stomach and goes into the sewer. But the words you speak come from the heart. 
That's what defiles you. For from the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual morality, theft, lying, and slander. These are what defile you. Eating with unwashed hands will never defile you. Woo! I know that's a, right, a lot, right? But, man, I say it all the time, man. Jesus, man, is a truth teller. Um, and Jesus has always been one to love us enough to be honest. And it isn't always easy to hear, but it is always needed when it's spoken. And so the first takeaway for today is the truth is the truth. Amen? The truth is the truth. Verse 1 and 2 says, Some Pharisees and teachers of religious law now arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They asked him, Why do your disciples disobey our age-o tradition? For they ignore our tradition of ceremonial hand-washing before they eat. <laughs> That's funny though, right? The, the Pharisees and the teachers who are in a position of leadership, they're supposed to be helping people grow in their faith, seeking Jesus. And they seek Jesus, but not to hear or learn from him. They want to justify themselves, their judgments, their traditions. Church, it doesn't matter the title you're given, how long you've been saved walking in faith. We can't allow our motives, our traditions to steer our vision, our faith, our life, becoming more important than Jesus. When we do, we can find ourselves focused on the wrong things, casting judgment and making assumptions without taking the time to know the facts. We could become the very things that we never set out to be and treating others the way we aren't supposed to. Has someone ever judged you for something that you did, but you only did it because you didn't know any better? I know for me, when I was younger, I used to go to the grocery store and I, mean, I would always go to the produce section and they got all the fruit right. And I would always go and just be picking them and eating them right. And everybody would look at me crazy. And I'm like, man, what's these people's problem? Like, y'all don't try before you buy? Like, y'all are crazy. Y'all just buying things and not even trying it. I didn't know any better, right? See, church, it's hard to obey something you've never learned. But it's easy to point out something when someone else's faults, when you know better. But just because you know doesn't mean they do. And just because you have a valid point doesn't mean you're given permission to belittle someone. We're supposed to be like Jesus. We're supposed to meet people where they're at. Help them get to where God wants them to be. Not tripping and getting upset for the way they did something wrong when they didn't even know, right? And even if they did, we're supposed to be their brother and sister, helping them, leading them, not condemning them. We aren't God. We aren't their judge. We aren't even the jury. So what is your heart saying today, church? And the next verse, 3 through 6, it says, Jesus replied, And why do you, by your traditions, violate the direct commandments of God? For instance, God says, Honor your father or mother, and anyone who speaks disrespectfully of the father or mother must be put to death. But you say it's not right for people to say to their parents, Sorry, I can't help you. For I vow to give God what I would have given you. In this way, you say they don't need to honor their parents. And so you cancel the word of God for the sake of your own tradition. Mm. Here's the thing. Jesus sees through the bull. We can quote scriptures. We can make valid arguments. That supports our points. But if our motives are wrong, if our motives are incorrect, then so are our actions. Even traditions that are meant to honor the Lord can become idols if we aren't careful in making them a priority over him. Jesus is calling them out, and he's calling us out too. He's telling them, hey man, quit attaching my name to things I never said to do. We can't be doing wrong and praise him like we're doing right. We can't be praying in love and living in hate and still think that we're worshiping God. It don't work that way. Because he's saying, look, I didn't say that you have permission. No, you don't. You can fool others, even yourself, but the truth is the truth no matter how you shape it. And God always knows the truth, 
and eventually he reveals it to us and everyone else. He's not trying to condemn us. He's trying to help us by saving us from ourselves. What is your heart saying? In the next verse, 7 through 9, he said, You hypocrites, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. For he wrote, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as the commandments from God. If we have a heart that is away from God, then naturally we're going to live a life not aligned with God. We're going to be doing more talking than obeying, more about our way than God's way. More making up plans and saying, man, God, can, hey, Jesus, can you come and can you bless this now that I've made my plan up? We're trying to lead God instead of follow. Attaching his name to things that he's got nothing to do with. And when we get to that point, our worship becomes a farce. And that just means that it's a joke. But he isn't laughing or amused by it. And the joke's on us for not seeing the truth of our own actions. What is your heart saying? So here's the second takeaway. Thankfully, God is patient. Man, I'm so grateful God is patient, right, church? In verse 10 through 11, it says, Then Jesus called to the crowd, Come in here, listen, he said, and try to understand. It's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. You are defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. Jesus is trying to stress to us, Hey, man, pay attention. This is important. Don't miss this. Sometimes we read the word of God and we forget that that's what he's telling us when we hear, Listen, come understand or even sometimes you read in the old testament a lot of times you'll find scriptures repeat itself repeatedly but he's trying to stress the point to us and, and oftentimes uh we got to understand this isn't just a book that we're reading like man this this is has life in it for us and so we need to be paying attention to the things that are spoken especially when they're stressed like this because having selective hearing leads to selective obedience which creates disobedience in the process and we can't pick and choose, okay? That's not optional. We're called to obey. And I'm, I'm saying that in a loving way, okay? I'm not trying to condemn anybody because none of us are perfect. But what I'm saying is God is still God and his, his standard is still the standard. And he understands that we are perfect, but that's why he sent the advocate. And to activate the advocate, it starts with active listening, okay? We got to be intentionally seeking them, but we got to be activating listening because that's going to activate the Holy Spirit. And that's going to give us the ability to do a work that we can't do within ourselves. Because when we don't, when we mishear or we don't hear at all, we'll misrepresent him and we'll defile ourselves in the process, speaking death over our life, glorifying our problems instead of glorifying the one who can lead us through them. Church, what is your heart saying? In verse 12, he says, Then the disciples came to him and asked, Do you realize you offended the Pharisees by what you just said? <laughs> so they got the seeking Jesus part down, but it sounds like they can still work on the listening, right? I think that reflects us oftentimes. Because you think about it, these are the disciples, they're doing life with Jesus. They're, they're right there in the trenches with him. And even they, at sometimes, can miss the point. They can have their focus off and not be paying attention. That's us, right? We could be doing life with Jesus, whether it's, man, 50 years or it's two days. And sometimes we simply miss the point because our focus is off. We go to him for help and we leave still doing our own thing. And when we focus on other people's lives, when we try to concentrate on what's going on and how they're getting offended, we're often going to miss our own offenses and who we're offending in the process. And I'm not saying that God's not going to call us to help other people. But if we aren't healthy and we're ignoring correction, we're ignoring God, our focus is off, 
It won't be long before we're like the Pharisees, hard on everybody else and easier on ourselves. We're called to be easy on everybody else and real with ourselves, okay? He's not saying for you to be hard. He's saying, hey, man, I need you to keep it real. Be real with yourself. Man, because I'm so thankful that God doesn't treat us the way that we treat him. Amen? What is your heart saying? Verse 13 and 14, Jesus replied, Every plan not planted by my heavenly Father will be uprooted, so ignore them. They are blind guides leading the blind. And if one person uh, guides another, they will both fall into a ditch. Mm. He's saying, look, man, listening to the wrong people is always going to be a waste of your time. Okay, There's no benefit to it. There's no use of it. You're going to be wasting your time, your energy. Man, it's not worth it. Because listening to the wrong people will also have you. Man, finding yourself in places you're trying to avoid, and you won't even be able to tell that that's the path that you're on. Remember what it said? The blind leads the blind. We thought that was just from the street. Nah, this is some biblical stuff, okay? Because that could be us when we're listening to people that don't have a relationship with Jesus, or we we go to people first before going to God first, man. We're going to end up putting ourselves in a position that this could happen to us. Because we got to understand, it all has to start with him. Okay, He's the first person we need to be listening to, not people who are flawed. That includes us. That includes pastors. That includes people that have been walking with the Lord for a long time. None of us are perfect. And so we need to make sure that we're going to him first before we go to anybody else. Amen? Because how many times have you ever had a situation where, man, somebody's just stressing you out. They're just making you frustrated. You're like, man, this person's not listening. They're getting on my nerves. I'm tired of them, God. You need to come and save them. And I remember me being in that position and God humbled me one day. And he was like, look, man, I get it. I understand what you're going through because that's you. Now you know how I feel because you frustrate me. You be getting on my nerves. You ain't listening. But still, I'm patient with you. Still, I love you. Still, I'm there for you. And he's saying, look, man. I want you to take some of this patience that I give off to you, and I want you to share with others. And next time somebody does that to you, remember, man, I'm that way with you. That's a humbling thing right there. But that's the truth, right? So we know that truth is the truth. God is patient. Now here's time for the hard part. It's time for a heart check. It's time for us to look in the mirror, be real with ourselves, and start identifying these issues so we can get better. In verse 15 to 16, it says, Then Peter said to Jesus, Explain to us the parable that says people aren't defiled by what they eat. Don't you understand yet, Jesus asked? Mm. So finally, we see somebody's understanding. Okay, I need to, I got my focus back. I got my awareness now. And now here comes the hard part. Now I got to ask Jesus something that he's already been trying to explain to me. <laughs> That's tough, right? Oh, man. Because I think we can all relate to that. It's, man, sometimes we're just like, oh, man, you know what? I finally realized what God has been trying to tell me. And I've been dumb. I've been blind. I've been focused on the wrong things. Now I have awareness. Now I have focus. Uh, but I'm kind of embarrassed to even go ask. We need to be like Peter in this situation, though, where we're not afraid to say, man, it's okay. You know what? I don't know, and I want to understand. So I need to keep asking. We got to be persistent. You can talk to my wife, Desiree, and she'll tell you all the time, man, I, I repeat the same things to her. I'm like, what did you say? I'm sorry. Say that again. And it's not because I'm not listening, okay? Maybe sometimes it is. But no, what I'm saying is I'm trying to make sure that I listen so I can have uh, the right understanding. Because I've found myself a lot of times having the wrong understanding and making the wrong choices. And I'd rather keep asking than keep making the wrong choices. Amen? 
So let's get healthy today, man. If you just got your focus back, you just got your awareness back, but you still lack understanding, it's okay. It's all right. He's still patient with us, right? So go to him. Ask him. He's going to help you. He's not going to turn you away. Verse 17 and 18, it says, Anything you eat passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer, but the words you speak come from the heart. That's what defiles you. Okay, so now we finally get to the to the thing that kept kind of getting hinted and talked about. But Jesus is saying, look, I can read your heart by hearing what you say. And when you lead with the heart that isn't in my hands, the words you say are always going to be off and away from my commands. And you'll be doing things in your strength instead of my own. He's saying, look, I'm trying to get you to listen. I'm trying to make you aware because you keep getting caught up in everything else but me. He's saying, I can feed you all day long, but if I don't have your heart, then everything I give you is going to go in one end and come out the other. It's not going to be any use. So church, what has your heart been saying here today? Has it been revealing that your focus has been off on the wrong things? Have you been watching others blind to the offenses that you're making? Has God been abundantly patient with you while you've been short with everybody else? Have you been depending on yourself instead of depending on God? What is your heart saying today? Verse 19 and 20 says, For from the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, and slander. These are what defile you. Eating with unwashed hands, that would never defile you. That's powerful. Because that means that we don't have to have it all together to be fed and led, becoming leaders. None of us do. And it's not that's not what's going to disqualify you and keep you from doing God's will and fulfilling His plans. It's your heart. Because a heart away from God is a heart not aligned with God and dependent on yourself. And He can't uproot these weeds in your life that are never dug up and given to Him. Because too many times we just think we can do surface level things. We can do some cutting, some trimming, uh, making everything look good. I don't even see the weeds anymore. But that doesn't get rid of them. That always leaves the door for them to return. And here's the thing, church. Our thoughts become actions that become habits, that become our nature, becomes our character, our identity. Man, that happens too many times because we let those weeds continue to grow and never got to the root of the situation when God has been trying to make us aware, when God has been trying to help us pull that weed and get rid of it in our life. Because people don't become murderers and thieves overnight. It's a process. People oftentimes look at them and they label them like, oh, that man, that's a thief right there. But oftentimes it started with a the thought. They were like, you know what? Nobody's going to miss this. I'm going to just take this. I actually need this right now. Then before you know it, it becomes a habit. They can't help themselves. They're just like, oh, man, you know what? I might take this too. Then it's part of their nature. They're going into places they can't help but look at everything and, and want to take stuff and, and do take stuff. And it becomes part of their character. And before you know it, it's their identity. And it's how everybody else knows them. Church, what is your heart saying today? God is saying, it's time to get right. I came to help you today. I came to take this weed, dig it up, and get rid of it for good. But I have to have your heart because I can keep helping you and it's going to go one in and one out the other if I don't have your heart. So my challenge for all of us is this. Let's get healthy. Spend time each day asking God what your heart has been saying. Where do we need awareness? Where do we need to return our focus? And then let's start to dig up the issues that have been trying to defile us. And what we do, we have to do it leaning on him for strength onto him because we're flawed, right? We're always going to come up short. But we got to press into God. And once we become aware, once we become focused, 
then it's time to start developing a plan. You see, because you probably didn't even realize it, but there's studies that show that 70% of plans are more likely to succeed whenever we write them down. And then it's 85% more likely when we share what we're planning to do with somebody else. And so I say this today because it's not enough that we identify, that we are aware, that we are focused. We have to have a plan to get rid of these things. And it starts with that. And then, here's a kicker, because you're like, man, that was enough already. Then we got to do it. Then we got to walk it out. So church, let's quit allowing ourselves to get caught up in the wrong things. And let's get healthy today. Let me pray. Father, I just thank you uh, that it doesn't matter uh, the places we find ourselves. You are always willing to be right there. You are always willing to walk with us in it. You always want to bring awareness and bring back our focus, Lord. And man, I just pray today, Lord, uh, man, wherever our focus has been off, wherever our hearts have been away, Lord, that they would return to you today. That it will start with you. That we wouldn't waste our time in places that we don't even need to be entertaining, Lord that you would have our full attention, that you, we would be listening to you with intention, 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 intentionally, I can't even say it, but God, you know what my heart is saying, Lord, we need you. And too many times we keep just cutting the grass and letting these weeds return. Father, help us dig these up and get rid of them for good. Help our hearts be aligned with you so that way we can live a life that honors you. Father, we love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, church, I love y'all. God bless y'all. Again, man, I want to invite you to come out. Um, In-person service, 301 North Sherman Avenue, uh, joining Premetal Lubbock for the month of February. Service starts at 1030, doors open at 10 o'clock. Masks are required. If you can't make it, the message will be online and available to you. And we would also share the service on the Facebook page, ABU Church, Arnett Benson Unified Church. Fam, we love y'all. God bless y'all. Y'all have a great week. And let's get healthy. Goodbye.